Thank you, Lord. Let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, you are here. We thank you for dwelling in our midst. We thank you where two or three are gathered. You're here. You promised. And we thank you for it. We receive a fresh touch from your presence. In your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are riches forevermore. So, Lord, we just take all you've freely given to us today, this morning, by faith, by grace. Thank you, Jesus. We freely receive all you have freely given to us today. And we just rest in your presence. We rest in your spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. If you feel free to uh, silence those birds over there, Holy Ghost, just place your wing upon their wings in Jesus' name. I already talked to them once, and they, and they, they shut up for a little bit. <laughs> uh, then I left, and they started back talking again. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to put them in subjection. Amen. <laughs> so thank you, Father. We bless your holy name. Isn't it crazy how loud the world can be and how still you can be? I mean, I was just reminded as she was worshiping Clarissa that, you know, the loud cars going by and how fast they were going and how still we were in his presence. And in his presence is fullness of joy. It's like being in the eye of the tornado, the kingdom of heaven. Amen. We're in the eye of the world. Amen. And uh, the world should be wanting to get in here, amen, into the eye of the tornado where there's no whirlwind. It's just stillness, calm, and peaceful, amen. Nothing missing and nothing broken. Shalom, perfect peace. So, Father, thank you for your presence again. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, if you will. I am anxious to get into Hebrews. Hebrews is a quintessential book on your authority, and the devil will fight you more on your subject of authority than any other subject because once you know your authority, he's whipped, amen. Um, Hebrews and Ephesians are the two quintessential books on our authority as a believer. So we'll go to Hebrews, and I'd like to venture through Hebrews 1 and 2 today if we could. There's a lot of talk on angels in here, which I believe it's the season to uh, talk about them. Amen. They're mightily at work, and they're always working, and they're always around us. We've come into an innumerable company, company of angels, Peter says. And so they're in our midst right now, amen, and they don't get nearly enough credit, I think. <laughs> so praise God, uh, I just want to give them a shout out now. Uh, ministering spirits, thank you for dwelling in our midst. Thank you for all the protection you've given to us all the days of our life. We thank you for protecting each one of us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We give you praises, Lord Jesus, for sending them in our midst. I believe once everyone is born into the world, they're given at least one angel a guardian angel to protect them. And I believe that angel's with them their whole life, pricking and prodding them to receive Christ, pricking and prodding them to the truth of the word and into the kingdom of God. So you got to be you know, pretty induced on drugs or alcohol to resist that conviction that they're always giving you. Uh, that's why the world is on drugs. They're resisting me. <laughs> just don't resist. Just come on in. It's, great. it's a great place in here. Amen. It's a great place in the kingdom. It is the place to be. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his kingdom reigns and rules forever. Amen. We serve a king and, and we're in his kingdom. And it's the best place on earth, isn't it? Literally, the Garden of Eden on earth. Jesus said, pray this to his disciples. Thy kingdom come, my will be done on earth, where as it is in heaven. So we pray that every day. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth today, Lord. I know I'm a kingdom carrier. Wherever I go, I spread the kingdom. Amen. We spread the Garden of Eden. The Word of God will spread the Garden of Eden everywhere you go. So just keep sowing the Word. Amen. Those are good seeds to sow in the world. Spreading the Garden of Eden through the Word of God. Amen. Just keep speaking it. Keep it on your lips day and night and you'll have good success, the Bible promises you. Amen. 
and you'll see atmospheres and places and counties and towns and cities and states and nations transformed because of the sowing of the gospel that goes forth out of your lips. So say it with me, I am a sower of the word of God. Wherever I go, I speak his word and things transform. Say it with me, I'm not conformed to this world, but I am transformed by the renewing of my mind through the word of God. Amen, amen. Oh, that, amen, that did it. I'm already happy. Praise God forevermore. So uh, Hebrews 1. Say, the joy of the Lord's my strength. Say it again. The joy of the Lord's my strength. Say, it's not my joy, it's His. Say, He is my strength. Let the weak say, I am strong. Amen, amen. So Hebrews 1, we'll start here, shall we? Hebrews 1. Does everybody have a Bible? Anybody have a Bible? It's nice to have a big piece of leather. I don't know about you. <laughs> Being on a ranch here with a horse, it's just nice to hold leather. Amen? Genuine leather. Uh, phones are okay. Eh. But get yourself a real Bible. Amen? We saw a guy at the pier in Newport passing them out for free uh, last night. Go down there if you need one for free. Amen? Get a Bible. Amen? <laughs> Praise God. There's nothing like the written word of God. Amen? So Hebrews 1 says this. God... God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son. Amen. Jesus Christ, his Son. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. You know, if you do some research on uh, black box recordings of airplane crashes that have gone down, you won't hear anyone calling the name of Muhammad or Buddha when that plane goes down. It's recorded. Jesus! And whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. You know, when people are perishing and they're facing death, they call in the name of Jesus. I believe that name's written in the fabric of every person's DNA. They call in the name of Jesus. They don't call out Muhammad. They don't call out Buddha. They say Jesus. Amen. No matter what religion they are. So you might as well just turn to Jesus and give him your whole life now. Amen. To save you a lot of suffering and a lot of trouble. Amen. <laughs> Has spoken to us by his son, Jesus Christ whom he has appointed heir. Say heir. That's a great study in the word of God. You know you're a joint heir with him, an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ, which means all that Jesus has right now in heaven, you're entitled to right now on earth. Say amen, somebody. Amen. amen. <laughs> take it, take it. Whom he has appointed heir of all things. Say all things. All well, if Jesus has it, that means I'm going to have it. Amen. Of all things. Through whom also he made the worlds. Who made the world? Jesus. It says here, Jesus made the worlds. And I believe Paul's the author of Hebrews. A lot of scholars think Paul's the author. Um, yeah, it makes complete sense. So Paul, the apostle, is saying here, through whom he also, Jesus, made the worlds, plural, who being the brightness of his glory. Who? Jesus. The brightness of the Father's glory and the express image of his person. You mean to tell me Jesus was ugly? No, he was beautiful. Amen? The Bible says right here he's the expressed image of God's person. You just think about the most beautiful man and woman, put them together, and God's greater still. Amen? More beautiful still. Amen? Hallelujah. He, Jesus was the express image of his person. What a good looking man. Amen? Looked like God to a T. The express image of his person. 
and upholding all things by the word of his power. See, all things in your life will be uphold, upheld by the word of his power too. Amen? If something seems to be lacking and crumbling, you just need to get the word on the subject and that will uphold whatever is being destroyed. Amen? From the destroyer. And it will bring restoration and resurrection to that thing. You uphold all things by the word of his power as well. Amen? Every area of your life should be built on the word of his power. Amen? We build our entire lives on the word of his power because no devil in hell and no man on earth can take it that way. It's being upheld by the word of his power, not by his power and might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord, who is upholding all things by the word of his power. His word is his power. When he had by himself, by himself, Jesus again, purged our sins, sat down. Ah, remember on the cross he said it is finished? He was standing, walking the earth his entire ministry. He was hung on the cross. And then, after his work was finished, he sat down and said, It's finished. It's a complete work. My work's done. Now it's your turn. Amen. Then he told the church, Now it's your turn. Occupy in my stead. Occupy till I come. Do the same works I showed you to do. Amen. Jesus was endowed with the Holy Ghost just like you and me can be and do the same works he did. Amen. Didn't do a single good work until the age of 30. Not one miracle until the Holy Ghost fell on him like a dove after he was baptized in the River Jordan by John the Baptist. Uh, that's the same for you and me. I've known many a Baptist minister who've gotten baptized in the Holy Ghost whose ministry took off from that point. Didn't do one miracle until they were baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that's the same for you and me. You can't do the works of Jesus without the same power Jesus had to do the same works. Amen. Amen. You gotta have to have the power of the Holy Ghost and rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, amen? To do the works he did, and greater works than these shall you do, he said. Because I now go to the Father and send the comforter, the teacher, the Holy Ghost in my stead, who I'll lead you into all truth. Any work you see me do, he's commissioned and given you the authority to do. Yep, change wine, change water into wine. Go ahead. Try it, amen. You'll need the Holy Ghost, amen. You might as well try and fail than to never have tried at all. Amen. You know what they say? Shoot for the moon and you'll land amongst the stars. You don't shoot for anything, you won't land amongst anything. Amen. You gotta believe big. And it's your faith that'll get you there. Yeah, the Bible says, the Great Commission says, I shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I take that literally. I lay hands on my own body. If it has symptoms, nope, get in line. I lay hands on the sick and it recovers, and I lay hands on other people and they recover. Amen? The word says it, that settles it. Amen. We take the whole word at face value. We believe what he says, don't you? We believe what he says. I believe what he says. Say it again. I believe the word of God is truth. Therefore, I act on truth, and truth prevails. Having purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Having become so much better than the angels, as he by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. The name of Jesus is more excellent than the name Gabriel, than the name Michael, than the archangels. Amen? At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Not at the name of Gabriel, Michael, but at the name of Jesus. Amen? It's the name above all names. He exalted his name far above that of the angels. As, they, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Verse 5, For to which of the angels did he ever say? So just note this, angels were created beings to serve 
the heirs of salvation to serve man who were made in the same exact image and likeness of God. Angels were not made in the same exact image and likeness of God. Only man was. Amen? Women and male, he created them both, male and female. Man, male and female, made in the same exact image and likeness of God. Amen. Angels were created to serve man. They're the best waiters you can ever have. <laughs> That's the closest demonstration I think we have on the earth is waiters and waitresses. Who you tell them to, you want what you want and they bring them your bring you their order, your order. That's the same with angels. Go get that for me. Do that for me. They're ministering spirits sent to minister on the behalf of the heirs of salvation. And everyone here has inherited salvation, right? Because you're joint heirs with Jesus. Therefore, you've inherited salvation. He was the first man risen from the dead. I received that same inheritance. You receive him, you get his inheritance. Amen? He's a rich man. I receive that same inheritance. He's a healed man. I receive that same inheritance. Say, I'm a joint heir with Jesus. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. For to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son? Never. Not once. Did he call an angel a son? Nope. Today I have begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father. And he shall be to me a son. That's man. Speaking of men and men alone. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, Jesus Christ, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. Didn't they? Didn't they worship him? Amen. In that manger, didn't they worship him? Throughout his ministry? Praise God forevermore. You know, just on this note, you know, it probably took about nine soldiers to roll that stone on, on the grave, over the gravestone, to roll that big boulder where they used to bury people of old. Um, you know, according to the Bible, it took one angel with one finger to move that stone. He has risen. Amen. One angel. Get up. That's how strong they are. The Bible says they excel in power and in might. Uh, if you're getting ready to get hit by a car, no evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague come near my dwelling. Nothing shall by any means hurt me as in your spirit. Hey, your angels are going to move that car out of the way. Amen? They're big and strong. One angel took out 186,000 men in the Old Testament. One. They're huge. They're strong. Amen? They're mighty in power and in strength. And I've learned that they can turn on electricity and get gasoline out of empty wells. Amen? Angels can do some amazing things. I've heard stories and seen them work, and they're hard workers. I've seen angels unaware in the flesh, too, we were just talking about the other day, that uh, they're hard workers. Then they disappear. Hey, I just entertained a, an angel unaware, a stranger. Like the Bible says, be, be not careful, be careful to entertain strangers because some have entertained angels unaware so they can manifest themselves as men too, look like humans. They can do amazing things, amen? Amazing feats. But still, the son is exalted and man is exalted and they're men's servants. What a privilege, amen? To have that same power at our disposal. Wherever we go, we have an entourage. Heaven's best, heaven's finest. Legions of angels, amen? Didn't Jesus say that? I could call legions of angels down right now at his disposal, amen? Well, you have the same right and privilege because you're a saint in the kingdom of Almighty God. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Say I'm a saint in the, in the kingdom of Almighty God. Amen. Say I wasn't born of flesh and blood, but of spirit. Say I'm made in the same exact image and likeness of God. Love himself.
<laughs> Let all the angels of God worship him in verse 7. And of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Well, wasn't there a flame of fire, a cloven tongue of fire that fell upon each shoulder in the upper room, 120 disciples? That tongue of fire fell upon each shoulder. That's a mark of the angelic host. And they all spake in new tongues, it says. But fire represents his minister's spirits. His minister's a flame of fire. Angels are present, amen? Who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. Jesus said you'll be baptized in fire. Fire, heavenly host, amen? An innumerable company of angels. Who makes his angels spirits. God created them. And his ministers a flame of fire. Sometimes when I see them, they're fast. They move like fire. They're quick. They can travel faster than the speed of light, I believe. They're amazing. God created them. They must be. Amen. But to the Son, He says, but to the Son, He says, Your throne, O God. See here in the Old Testament? Calls Jesus God. Calls Jesus God. Your throne, O God. It says right here, but to the Son, Jesus, He says, Your throne, O God. Jesus is God is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. I'll never forget in 2013, living right here in Lagoon and Gal, how Jesus appeared to me in the middle of the night at midnight. Listen to James Earl Jones reads the Bible, Revelation. No one woke up but me, and I saw him hand me a scepter of righteousness, a white scepter in which he rules his kingdom with. Amen? And that ridded my life from condemnation from there out. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Amen? It was either Jesus or a messenger that looked a lot like him. Amen? Powerful. Afraid in his presence. Your flesh just melts in the presence of that beauty and glory. But he rules his kingdom with the scepter of righteousness. It is the scepter of his kingdom. And the Bible says in righteousness you will be established as well. You'll never be established in the word until you know your righteousness. You'll never be established in the kingdom as a saint and a son and a daughter until you know the righteousness of what you become through the blood of Jesus. Not of works, lest any man should boast, the Bible says, but through his blood. I am only righteous because of his blood. Not the good works I've done, not the bad works I've done. Only righteous through the blood of the Lamb. And until you know your righteousness, you'll never be established in the kingdom. You have to have a revelation of his righteousness in you. Say, I'm forever righteous. Amen. That's you. That's you. Nothing should be able to condemn you if you know that. It'll just sheet right off you like water off a duck's bath if you know your righteousness. No condemnation can touch you once you know your righteousness. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free forever. You need to know the righteousness you've been made. And that only has been made possible through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated, hated lawlessness. Well, we hate lawlessness too. But in the Bible it says the love of many in the church will wax cold because lawlessness will abound. So don't allow lawlessness in the world to hinder your love commandment or love walk. You have loved righteousness. Yes, we love righteousness. The Bible says when the righteous reign, the people rejoice. But when the wicked reign, the people mourn. Yes, we love righteousness. We're established in it. It's the scepter of his kingdom, his righteousness. You're going to be living in a kingdom without any lawlessness in heaven. Amen? Imagine that. And we're told to command that down here on earth right now. 
No lawlessness whatsoever, amen? The church should be pure. When people walk into these doors and people walk into our presence, they should be walking into righteousness. They should be walking in just like they are in heaven, amen? On earth just as it is in heaven. That should be our prayer. Come on, thy kingdom come. Now on earth as it is in heaven, amen? Thy will be done here as it is in heaven. When you walk through the pearly gates into heaven, it should be the same as walking into your church on Sunday, amen? Amen. Thy kingdom come. Or Saturday, amen? (laughs) Praise God forevermore. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Father. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Do you have it? Do you have the oil of gladness more than those around you? Well, you should, amen? The oil of gladness comes with the anointing. If you're anointed, you ain't going to be broke, you ain't going to be sick, and you ain't going to be in despair, despondency, or depression. Amen? Amen. Say, I'm anointed. I'm anointed of God. Say, the anointed one. Christ lives in me. The hope of glory. See, you're forever anointed. Amen? Now that anointing can increase through your obedience. And through getting under that anointing on a continual basis, yeah, it can increase on you. But you're anointed. You're called saint, sent one. He doesn't send someone he hasn't already assigned and anointed. He anointed Jesus of Nazareth, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. He'll anoint you to do the same thing. He has anointed you to, uh, to do the same things. Amen? So we're not looking for something. It's already in us. Amen? We just need to move on it through faith. Amen? I see someone sick, I lay hands on him because I know the anointing's in me and he's going to get healed. Amen? This isn't a time to play church and be bashful. This is a time to be courageous, amen? And to go win the lost and to go make a difference, amen? Not to hide away like a turtle in its shell. That's just fear. That's not our camp. That's the devil and his camp. They're the ones that are supposed to hide. We're the ones that run to the battle like David did, amen? Chopping off that Philistine's head. Because he was without covenant. You shouldn't be afraid of anyone without covenant. Amen? You're with covenant. Blood covenant. Jesus got your back. Amen? The King of kings and Lord of lords. The host of Seboeth. Heaven's army has your back. What can man do to you? What are we afraid of? I've said this before, but you'll have to get delivered from people to deliver people. That's usually the first step for most religious folk. They got to get delivered from the opinions of others to even minister to them. How many people do you see out there when you go shopping laying hands on the sick? Not many, but we should. That should be us. Amen. We're the anointed ones. We're his anointing on the earth. Amen. The world should see us as it sees him. Therefore, God, your God has anointed you. Say me with the oil of gladness more than your companions. But I don't feel happy. Well, that's your problem. You're living in the flesh, not your spirit. I don't think I'm happy. That's your problem. You're living in the head, not the spirit. Your spirit's been made in the same exact image and likeness of God. That's your power source. That's the real you. Amen? Don't let your body or your head tell you, talk you out of who you are. Amen? Be who you are. You're a spirit who has a soul, a mind, who lives in a body. Amen? This body's going to perish, but your spirit lives forever. You are a spirit. Say, I'm a spirit. Say, I'm a speaking spirit. I'm a commanding spirit. Say, what I say 
comes to pass. Say, my tongue is linked to my spirit, not my head. So stop talking out of your flesh in your head and talk out from your spirit. Amen? And praying in tongues is the best way to stir up your spirit to stay in the real you, to stay in yourself, to speak from you. Words of life matter. Amen? They overcome the law of sin and death. Words of life spoken from your spirit. Your bank account balance is looking low? No. Get in line now. I'm speaking heaven to earth right now. Amen? Get in line in Jesus' name. Your body's feeling weak? No. Get in line. Moses lived to 120. His natural forces weren't abated. The Bible says God is not a respecter of persons. Body, I command you, line up now. In Jesus' name. I am a speaking spirit. I have dominion over this flesh. Until you realize your authority and your dominion, you won't, you won't operate in it. You'll let the flesh dictate your every move. You'll let your mind and the thoughts of the devil dictate your path in life and you'll always be wandering and you'll always be confused. If you go by the reasoning natural mind, the Bible says, which is enmity against God, because God is a spirit. You have to live from your spirit and praying in the spirit enables you to live from the real you. The more I pray, the more my spirit is turned up and active. The more attuned, I can hear the voice of God better when I'm out there in public. Amen. In the store, praying under my breath in the Holy Ghost. Amen. On the phone, praying in my, under breath. Doing emails under the breath, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Always being sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Amen. And to the real me. The world will try to crowd, you, crowd in on you. In on your mind primarily. Praying in the Holy Ghost will set you free. Amen. So keep your mind open for what he wants to say to you. Some people say, I have trouble hearing from the, from the Lord. Well, the Bible says, you shall know the voice of your shepherd and a voice of a stranger you shall not follow. Praying in tongues helps you understand his voice. Clears the clutter out of the way to hear him spirit to spirit. Amen. Man to God, woman to God. I hear clearly. That should be your confession. I hear the voice of my father clearly. He leads me in the way that I should go. I just know where to go. I just know what to do. I just know who to talk to. And if I don't, it's called disobedience and I'll miss out on blessing and so will they. And I'll have to repent from that disobedience. He tells me, go lay hands on that person in the supermarket and I don't listen to the inward witness and I go and disobey, I'm missing out on blessing and so are they and I'll need to repent. Lord, forgive me for not following orders and instructions. Amen. You'll miss out on great opportunities and blessings and so will others by your lack of obedience through not praying in tongues enough. Amen. Praying in tongues keeps you sensitive to the Holy Spirit. It keeps you sensitive to what the Lord wants you to do. And you'll live a blessed life if you do what he tells you. The Bible says if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of this land. Prosperity comes through being willing and obedient. Amen. Lord, I'm willing to come to your word and then I have to obedient to do what it says. I'm willing to hear what you have to say. Now I'm going to move and leave this place in obedience and do what your word told me to do. Amen. That's the word that becomes you. That's the word that becomes flesh and dwells among us, is the word that you operate in and do. It's not just the hearing of it. That will profit you nothing. You have to then go out and do this word, amen? You have to go commission your angels after this word, amen? You got to operate in your authority after this word, amen? You got to go lay hands on the sick, start now. Try it. Build up a reputation, amen? You got to exercise your muscles for them to grow, right? If you've never laid handles on the sick person for their healing, start today. Go find someone that's sick. Start with your own body. You know, if you're suffering from symptoms, lay hands on them. Say, I, I deem you healed in Jesus' name. 
Use the name. Faith in the name will set them free. When you give someone your hand and lay hands on someone, you're laying God's hand on them. Amen? You're the body of Christ. You're the hands and the feet. He doesn't lay hands on the sick anymore. He's upstairs. We're his hands. We're his feet. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. No, I didn't heal that person. Jesus healed him through me. I'm his body. He's the head. He gives the command. I carry it out. Amen? That's good preaching, Brother Eli. <laughs> Say, I'm equipped for service. I'm equipped for action. That's why you need to be healthy, so you can move as the body of Christ. We're members of his body, his flesh, and of his bones, the Bible says. And as he is in heaven, so are we on earth. Well, I got good news. He's healed up there. Amen. He's in perfect health up there. Amen. When the Israelites were brought out of bondage, they said there was not one sick or feeble person amongst their tribes of millions. Not one. Not one single feeble. Not one sick person amongst their tribes. Amen. That's the same Father we serve today. That's the same Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is leading the way. That's the same rock that let out living waters in the wilderness. Same God who brought manna from heaven every day, supplied their every need. If we just be a willing and obedient, we'll eat the good of the land. They were kept moving. They moved into the promised land. They kept moving. They were willing and obedient. Some fell in the wilderness disobedient and unwilling. The stubborn ones, the complainers, the backbiters fell and died. They died. But the rest of the children went on and took the promised land. Amen. And we wouldn't be here today if they didn't. Praise God for Joshua and Caleb. Amen. Jesus sent them out two by two. Looks like he did the same thing in the Old Testament. Joshua and Caleb. All he needs is two. Amen. I'll be your two. Amen. Where two or three agree on anything, it shall be done for them. I just imagine that 120 being sent out from Jesus, just worshiping and praising God and singing psalms in every city they went. Two by two. Amen. Agreeing with each other. Let's take this city for Christ. Let's take it. Amen. Where two or three agree, it's done for us. Amen. We claim this city salvation. We claim Orange County salvation in the name of Jesus. We claim the salvation of California in Jesus' name. We claim the salvation of the United States of America. And wherever you may be watching, we bind the principalities and devils, preventing that from happening in Jesus' name. Lord, open the eyes of all those around us today. Everywhere we go, everyone we see, open the eyes of their understanding. We bind the enemy off of them, who's put blinders over their eyes, hiding them from the truth of the glorious gospel of Christ, that they might be saved. We open their eyes today using our spiritual authority everywhere we go and everyone we see. We are blessed to be a blessing and we pray for them in Jesus' precious name. Thank you for doing it and we'll pray every day for it. Send laborers into your harvest, Lord. Send evangelists into your harvest. Send your body of Christ to wake the body to do the works of Jesus in these last days in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Say revival's in the air. And I'm a part of the end time army of Jesus Christ. Lord, show me my part each and every day that I may operate in my part and do my part before I leave this earth. Lord, help me to live each day as my last. Let me shine bright for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And let's wrap up here, verse 10. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. Where there's Jesus again, laying the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, heaven and earth, but you remain. 
What a great life to build your trust in. Jesus Christ, who remains forever. And they will all grow old like a garment. Like a cloak, you will fold them up. And they will be changed, but you change not. But you are the same. And your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Sit, which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool, or literally, under your feet. Now turn with me to Ephesians 1, our other quintessential book on authority. And we'll just start in verse 11, 111. In him also we obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. We're the glorious ones. Amen? In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel or good news of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed. Say, I'm sealed. With the Holy Spirit of promise. And now say this. Now say, I endeavor to be overfilled with the Holy Spirit of promise. Verse 14, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession, your bodies, to the praise of his glory and your spirits. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, Paul the Apostle, praying for me and you today through this prayer, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, so we're the sons and daughters of glory, aren't we? may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Say, my eyes are enlightened this morning. That you may know, say, I know, what is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory? See, his glory brings riches, amen? And of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? Not Christians. You know, Christians only mentioned once by Peter in the Bible. Not Christians, those who believe. There's a lot of unbelieving believers out there. Amen? It says those who believe. The exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Say, Lord, I want to be counted amongst them. Make me a believer. Make me, make me a believer. (laughs) Believer. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand. There it is again. And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every single name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Well, he proved himself uh, faithful in that verse, didn't he? He proved himself his name to be above the name of Hillary, didn't he? Amen. And Saddam Hussein, didn't he? And Osama bin Laden, didn't he? Proved himself faithful to be the name above every name, didn't he? Amen. He's faithful. He's the name above every name. That is named not only in this age, the age of men on earth, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet. (laughs) He put all things under his feet. Who's his feet? Say, I am. Say, I am. He put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over his feet, over all things to the church, which is his body. See, I'm a member of his body, flesh and bones. Amen. 
which is his body, the fullness of him. Say, I'm the fullness of him who fills all in all. And skip with me to Ephesians 2 and verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together. What? We're not standing anymore? Oh, you're laboring and toiling too much. You should be sitting and reigning as a king in this life. Amen? With him. Amen? You're fighting the devil too much. Amen? The devil's already been defeated. Just sit down. Take up your place of authority and reign with him. In him. Amen? Forever. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you've been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. See, you're seated with him because of his mercy and his grace. He loved you so much, he died for you and raised you back up together with himself. And our last verse, we'll skip back to Hebrews 2.14. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him. <laughs> See, the devil's been destroyed. He's been crippled. He's been rendered helpless and useless. You don't have a devil problem, amen? You have a knowledge of revelation problem. Who had the power of death? He might destroy him. Who had? Well, isn't had past tense? Who had? Past tense. Who had? Satan's not in charge of death no more. Amen? You and me are. Life and death has been delegated to the hand of man. In the hand of his tongue. Hallelujah. That through death he might destroy him. Satan. Who had? Past tense. The power of death. That is the devil. And verse 15. And release those. Say sweet release. Who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. They were enslaved their whole lives through the fear of death. And if you're not careful, Satan will try to enslave you again through that same fear of death. And you won't move for Christ and you won't do what he says because you're afraid. Afraid to die. The fear of lack comes from the fear of death. The fear of sickness, the fear of loss comes through the fear of death. Every fear can be traced back to this fear in which you were subject to bondage, but you were released from that fear of death. Therefore, you can do anything and go anywhere and do anything the Lord tells you to do. Amen? Even Jewel Mondo in Bangladesh City, 90% Muslim. He can go anywhere in that nation unafraid. Why? Because if the Lord sends him, he's covered. Amen? He destroyed him who had, the, who had death and released those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed, he does not give aid to angels... But he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Say, I'm the seed of Abraham. Amen forevermore. Let's all stand, shall we? Amen. It's good to exercise those limbs. <laughs> exercise your joints. Amen. Say, I'm healed in the name. I'm healed in the name. There's healing in the name. Healing in the name. Healing in the name of the Lord. Say, I'm in his name. I'm in his name. 
his There's name. power in his blood. There's power in his blood. Power in the blood of the Lamb. Say his blood flows through me. His blood flows through me. His blood flows through me today. Say there's healing in the name. There's healing in the name. Healing in the name. Healing in the name of the Lord. Well, say, I'm in the Lord. I'm in his name. Therefore, I'm healed. Amen, amen. Did anyone get something from this service? Amen, amen. If you'd like to support us online, you can do so at ElishaMarkMinistries.com or text Word of the Ranch to 44321. And thank you for everybody who supports us and believes in us. We're preaching good here. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. His word works. Amen. Amen. Say, I'm taking over South Orange County. I'm taking over South Orange County. For Jesus. Say, I'm on the move. I'm on the move. Amen. Amen. We are going to take our communion today if you're at home and would like to join us. It's our communion Saturday, the third Saturday of every month. Olive has communion cups. Sophie has a song on her heart. Come here, share it quick. Obey. <laughs> Go ahead. Sing it. Sing it. Do it quick. share what's on our heart. The love of God constrains us. Thank you, Sophie. Appreciate you. Um, Daddy? Yes? Yeah, you got it. Good. You got yours? I got mine? Everybody has their communion? Do you have communion at home? Are you ready? Are you in your car listening to this? Quick, pull over. Grab a cracker and some grape juice. <laughs> Isaiah 53. Who has relieved our report? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Say to me! We do this in remembrance of him. For Jesus shall grow up before thee as a tender plant and as a root of a dry ground. He has no form or comeliness on the cross when he was emaciated and beaten. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him on that cross. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, sicknesses, and acquainted with grief, grief, pains. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely, say surely. surely. Say frankly. <laughs> he has borne our pains. Say he's borne my pain. Say he took my pains. Therefore I don't have to bear them. And carried away our sorrows. He carried away our sicknesses. Say bye sickness. Say goodbye disease. Jesus already carried you. I don't have to. 
Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, shalom, prosperity was upon him. And by his stripes, say it with me, we are healed. Again, we are healed. Lord, we do this in remembrance of you. Your body was broken. We eat a piece of broken bread in remembrance of your body that was broken for ours to make the body of Christ whole again and renewed and restored. We do this in remembrance of you and take our daily bread of health and healing and nourishment to all our flesh. In Jesus' name, if you agree with that, say amen. Let's take the bread. Hallelujah. Say it's good to be well. It's good to be healed. It's good to be healthy. I know I was sick for a year and a half and now I'm healthy. Amen. Now I'm healed. Praise God. I know it's good to be healthy. Amen. Once you go through a chronic illness, you'll realize how good it is to be healthy. Amen. Oh, it's so good to be healed. Thank you, Jesus. So good to be healed. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. We magnify your name. Father, the cup of the new covenant, written in blood, 7,000 promises in the Bible seared through the blood of the Lamb. We thank you for every single one. Thank you, Lord, for our inheritance. Thank you for our covenant, which you cut with us through the blood, through the wrist of your Son. Nails were driven into his wrist to cut blood covenant with us, his children. We give you all the praises, Lord, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word and your finished work will never pass away. Say it with me, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus through his blood. Let's drink his cup. Amen. Say it again. Say I'm righteous. Say it all this month. I'm righteous. I'm righteous. I am righteous. Old things have passed away. All things become new because I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We love you guys and thank you for joining us. Be blessed. Bye.